Welcome to Don't Worry About It with Neeks. And on today's episode, we have a great friend of mine, a, uh, the man who pushed me off the edge into the world of Tame Impala, Alan Kupka. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Very excited yeah. to be here. I think this will be a great time. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, this, this, is, a, this is a good time to do this, I think. Um, I mean, I think with how long this podcast has been going for now, and I've been trying to figure out who I want to talk to. I think this, you're going to be, I'm very excited. So this will be a good time. Um, so I guess to get things going, uh, freaking we'll talk about Tame Impala some, you know, I mean, you were the guy who <clears throat> got me into that. And I think I could not be happier with that decision of, of enjoying his music in a way that I haven't before with any, with really, yeah, any, any artist. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Kevin Parker is just a very unique human being and like just the whole aspect of how his music's created and like how it really comes into form. Just like I remember uh, there's a video on YouTube. It, it's kind of his making of currents. I yeah, think maybe yeah. I sent it to you. No, you did. But, but just to see like someone like that who's such like a perfectionist, like just locks himself away for, you know, whenever he feels like it's done and, he still never thinks it's done, but I think it's just very cool. You don't really see that in any other music musician, I think, mm-hmm. like to the extent that he does it. And just all his songs, I at least find like a lot of meaning in them. And like, I think it's a very connectable, like on a personal level for a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Well, a few things like on that. Well, one, I mean, listening to his, like listening to Collector's Edition, that was amazing. Just the, the progression, how he inch, because it's all him, by the way. It's for people who don't know who Tim and Paul is, I doubt there's many, but um, he's, it's a one person, Kevin Parker, and he's this Australian musician. He plays all the instruments, and he's phenomenal out of them, all of them. And in this video, it shows that he, he's just slowly, he's implementing one instrument and one maybe part of the synthesizer, series of sounds that come into like what this song becomes. Um, although it wasn't on the main Currents album, it was uh, Power Lines for anyone who wants to listen. It's not actually the same, but you know, you get the, the gist of like how yeah, he yeah. builds to that. He builds to that main thing. And so that's awesome. I mean, the fact that he's, he's doing it himself and he does it so well. Like there's few, you see this kind of, the reach he has, that's the greatest thing. Like you were saying, you connect on a personal level. Mm-hmm. I ask almost anyone, that I've, I've spoken about music with. And I'll just say like, do you listen to Tame Impala? And they'll, they'll either say no, but I fucking love him. Or it's yes, bro. Yes. And it's kind of, it's kind of the, the, that is stat, that kind of like lowers the weight of the room because you know that this part automatically, I mean, this, it's just, it's music that reaches anyone. And once yeah. you kind of have that level of trust almost, it's, it's such a relief. It's so nice kind of enjoy, enjoying that kind of vibe with someone. Yeah, no, I think he, he's a great just, like, vibe out, too. And, you know, like you were saying, the personal levels. If, if you look back and, like, look at a lot of his lyrics and stuff, like, I think you, you can find some real deep meaning in there that I think maybe people just overlook. But I, I think he, he really does say some good stuff in his songs. No, I totally agree. And I think the cooler thing is that, about his music is that you can listen to the lyrics and get so much out of it, you know, get a good, good experience. You can also not, and you're still going to yeah. enjoy the music, the, the music, the vibe, um, and just the sound of his voice kind of fluidly 
interconnecting is amazing. And so that, that's the cool part about it. It kind of makes, it's a, like with certain genres or certain specific musicians or artists or whatever, they, they have a certain way you kind of have to listen to them. But I'll just throw on Tame Impala in almost any situation and will be totally fine listening to him. His broad, the broad kind of uh, variety that he has within this genre of like, it's mm-hmm. neo psychedelic rock, I guess. Um, it's it's just awesome. It's it's such a it's 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 one of the few things really that um, it it applies so. Much. I mean, it's not one of the few things. I guess with art, it has uh, implemented its older, mm-hmm. older generational music, but it's done it in such a good job where it still sounds like its own music. Um, the way it, it just hits, I guess, is the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. Um, and that's something with like, you can, like I was saying, you can listen in any situation, you know, you can be playing with, uh, at a party, you could even throw in some of that stuff. <laughs> it's not even going to be a bad idea. It's good. You're hanging out with friends. You're, uh, you're in a super relaxed kind of chill scenario, yeah. low volume. You can just play some of that. In the, it could be background music. Could be elevator music if it wanted. It's it's like comforting. It's comforting. Entirely, yeah. entirely comforting. Yes, and like you said about the lyrics as well, they it's always kind of a he's having a an interaction. I guess is the way to put it. He's always speaking yeah. to someone. It could be a, a partner. It could be a parent. It could be a friend. It could be just someone else. Really, anyone. even just like an inner thought, like exactly. In, and then there's own. a lot of inner thoughts yeah. as well. Yeah, inner story. Yeah, and it's kind of the inter in in interpersonal i guess in that sense he's he's having a conversation with himself and he's kind of going through these thoughts emotions and he's processing in a way that totally makes sense you know he doesn't have like hot takes or anything he doesn't have outrageous lyrics or anything it's just it's just stuff that that makes i guess that is an aspect of psychedelic rock right there but he does it in such a good way you know um yeah have you listened have you listened to pond Yes, I've been listening to Pond a lot. Yeah, so you, you, I think you were telling me about that as well. And I love their stuff. I think they're so they're very similar, um, but obviously they're more of a band, so you can kind of feel yeah. that, that vibe is different. And they're more into like rock, in yeah, the yeah, psychedelic yeah. rock than with they're they're less into like the synthesizer and the higher higher uh, level sounds. Um, but they're still great. They're awesome, <laughs> and they're they're very yeah no they're fun to listen to. Yeah, I, I was real bummed when uh, I, I was gonna go see Tame Impala at Capital One this summer, but yeah, no, I was, I was obviously that, that well. fell through. But I know, yeah, I, I, I was I was real sad when that happened. I, I yeah. that's that's definitely I think number one on my list of who, who I want to see live. So. Absolutely, I miss live concerts. By the way, that's the whole. Um, yeah. But but yeah, if Tame Impala, I mean, I've seen clips of him. I've watched I've watched an hour hour long sets of or maybe longer of sets of just Tame Impala on live. And they're just, the vibe is phenomenal. They don't change. He doesn't change his music. He doesn't change the sound of the music, the rhythm, anything. And it's just, it's just the live version. That's, yeah. that's one, that's a big thing in art and in, in listening to music live is sometimes with certain artists, they'll kind of have their voice change in a way that is uh, making the sound of the, in the song itself, when you're listening to it outside of a concert, it sounds better. But then when it's live, you get the raw, you know, the raw voice of him. It's the, it's the unedited version. And that's a cool thing for a lot of people, but sometimes it doesn't help for some performers, you know? 
Very true. Very yeah. true. Yeah. But uh, I totally do miss going, uh, going to concerts, man. I mean, that kind of energy, being with that many people that if it's a good concert and it's an enjoyable concert, that it's like, then this causes that there is a, like a general vibe that everyone goes along with very smoothly. Um, Mm -hmm. There isn't just guys showing up to like body or just be there or like they're there, they're people, everyone is there to enjoy the music. When that vibe is there, which is pretty common, Mm -hmm. it's so much fun being with your friends, being with people you may know very like distantly, but you still, it doesn't matter. Or, or even like the people that you don't know, you know <laughs> exactly. all of a sudden you're, you're next to them and you're like, yeah, man, like, let's go. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you know this I'm, dude for five minutes and like you're best friends with this dude. It's yeah, like, man. That's, that's some of the stuff I, I really miss. Like mm-hmm. hearing like all this COVID stuff. It's like just those small, funny moments. Just yes. Like, where it's not even people you ever see again. You just run into them. And, it's a human like, moment. Yeah. Totally. No, it, you're just having this connection on, on a very small thing. But it brought you together it, from this, the, the odds of you meeting outside of this setting are so, are so low and you're meeting someone that is, may not be your age, may not be anyone, may, may not be any t- type of a uh, person that you could have imagined being friends with. And you're yeah. like, I don't care. You're odds. You're fucking chill. It's, you like what I like. And this is, let's enjoy it together. Hey, you're here. I'm here. Like, let's go. Let's, let's, let's have go. a ball. Exactly. Let's exactly. love it. Yeah, exactly. I remember uh, I, I had like a – I went to a D.C. United game. It must have been two summers ago. Uh-huh. And, like, we're up in the Heineken Lounge. And we end up, like – I'm there with, like, I, I think Teddy, Beckett, Joey. Like, we, we just randomly went, and we're up there. And we end up, like, finding some seats up there next to these two guys and uh, Emil and his cousin. They're, like, these yeah. 25-year-old, like, 30-year-old dudes, like – End up just bullying with them the entire game. Like, still got this dude on, like, Snapchat. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, the funniest thing. It's just, like, such random moments like that yeah. that I think, like, we really miss now. But Yeah. Well, that, and that, that's kind of a big thing in, in, the, in life now. I mean, we, we – a lot of people – I wouldn't say – I wouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people judge um, people from kind of this external perspective. And mm-hmm. we – when we have those kind of moments, it reminds you that like not everyone sucks and not everyone is, yeah. is the person you think they are. You think like when you first see someone walk in, you may have some assumptions, then you meet them over like, whatever. Any sort I, could, of, I couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. No, exactly. Being wrong is awesome. Sometimes it's because it, sometimes you hope you're wrong. Um, can, can be the greatest surprise ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, yeah. And that's another thing. I mean, like it's with this, I guess it's cancel culture is the, is the big thing is like people, one thing you do, one thing you say, one thing you may uh, believe in and you're automatically kicked out. And I, I, when we go to concerts, when you go to sports events, when you go to an event with more than a hundred people that you don't mm-hmm. know are there it's, and you're, you're there for, cause you want to be there so much fun. It doesn't matter. That's something that it's like, it's, you see it bring people together in a way that is so simple. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's, that's something I totally miss. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's like crazy, like watching, like I, I've been watching some like uh, YouTube videos of like old concerts and stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. to kind of like look at that now, it's just almost like crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just like, 
when 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 will like a a concert like a rowing loud or you know <laughs> something like coachella like like I, I i just don't like see how far like how far away that's gonna be and even even like once the pandemic's over is it still gonna be like the same so yeah there's no way of knowing how yeah when the, when those kind of normals will come back the mm-hmm. kind that you can just be in large places with Mike right, so. <laughs> uh, being in these like group in these large gatherings I guess that are uh, just I mean there's something that you can't you can't take away and not miss it because it's something mm-hmm. that happens we get very few chances nowadays I mean we kind of stay in our close circles maybe if you're in school you're only taking classes or you, I mean, I guess the biggest thing in college is like going to a big party, but even like, it depends on what school you go to. Mm-hmm. So that changes the atmosphere right there. So having something like that is, is, un, is a relatively uncommon scenario. I mean, your day-to-day life, unless you some, no, it's basically in your day-to-day life. Naturally, you're never going to end up in those scenarios unless you're walking through the city. That's it. And that's, a, that's like common. And that's, it is what it is. You have your good moments or bad moments, but when it's, a scenario built for a, uh, a genuine, like equal vibe that is, is just over this one person, one selection of music, one team, uh, one person speaking person, someone, something, some idea. It's so it's, it's, it's something that I miss. I'm totally miss um, from, I've noticed more, I guess, like there's, I see like seven people a day and even, and even like in college, it must be weird. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I guess Denison's only like 2,500 kids as it is. So like, yeah, it's pretty small, but even like now, like through all the guidelines that we have to follow. um, I mean, they like opened it up a little and then we had like five cases come up. So then they closed it a little but uh, yeah, like we weren't technically allowed to go in anybody else's room at all. Um, I mean, we were still having, yeah, well, for the first like month and a half, like we, like, Damn. I mean, not saying like we necessarily followed that, but you know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like you could like get in a lot of trouble for it and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then even like for parties, uh, you know, we, we like have like more, but it's still like, yeah, at the same time, it's, it's like kind of different mm-hmm. cause like you can only have like so many people, you know, that's for sure. That's for sure. That's, it just limits it automatically. Yeah. But, um, but how is, so I guess you probably have a lot of free time then, or do you end up managing to fill up it, hanging out with people? Is that, I guess if, if you're limited as well. Yeah, I mean, I live in a, like a a quad, so like I that's kind of nice. Especially, I'm not like in a double like some of my friends are, so mm-hmm. I'm able to like move freely through um, and like see them and like yeah, I still see other people like you, you know. Uh, you get around the rules. Yeah, you know, as long as you're not getting caught, you're doing nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't see you. yeah, I mean, I would say definitely. Uh, I have like felt that I have a little more like free time on my hands now. Mm-hmm. Cause like, as I was saying, like talking to you before, like I only have one or I guess technically two classes that are in person. 
Um, so besides that, like I have, you know, anywhere from one to four classes a day and at least half of them are going to be online where I'm taking them in my room. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's just like, I'm not like, I would go to the library a lot, like to like maybe do homework and stuff. Like let's say last year, but like, I think I've been to the library like twice this year. Really? Cause I mean, there's just not really a need, like I can just do my work in my room. So I think like, it's definitely like, I'm kind of more locked into my room and my dorm as a whole. Yeah. No, out moving around on campus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I'm in that similar scenario. It's like when I'm not working, I'm probably inside. I'm probably in the apartment just hanging out. Or if I have my hour off, I'm just in here. There's not much to do outside now with the the harsh temperatures and the – and obviously the high amounts of wind and all this, this like BS that I didn't, I mean, not BS, but it's just part of nature that comes with, come with um, being in Wyoming. You know, it's- Yeah, how much snow have you, you guys? Seems like you've been getting a lot of snow out there. It's, like, it's snowed like four times, which is nuts. Um, it's snowed in like September, the first week of September. And then it didn't really snow again for a month-ish. And it just, it snowed like a three or four times since then. Damn. Yeah, it's so. What what, what do they have you doing? Like, so, out there, it's a variety of stuff. Um, at this point, it's really winding down. It's getting very cold, and so there's kind of limited work that they'll do. Um, but in the start, obviously, I was I, I don't know if you saw this. I got I got bored of this after a while, but it was rolling wire uh, yeah, for the first yeah. week or so, and um, that was decent. I mean, it's beautiful out there. So like it 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 was just kind of in a good adjustment period because I had time to myself to be with my thoughts and like figure this all out mm-hmm. and then get adjusted to the land. Obviously, I don't know what I was doing for a while because I was still in quarantine. Yeah. Um, and then I've like had to deal with the irrigation stuff um, with like um, digging up dams from there's these little like tarps basically that um, go into these ditches along these fields. These ditches are very long. They're kind of like a pipe, but just a, hole in the ground continuously and they hold water and so you have to hold dams and they have to it's like dealing with irrigation stuff um and then i've also had to dig a bunch of times with that kind of stuff um and what else i mean it's been it's been a lot of uh building fence and tearing down old fence picking up posts stuff like that um i've also had to chase cows a lot <laughs> like follow them so they got they got a lot of cat like cattle like on on where you're working they have 1200 to like sometimes 1500 cows total damn yeah it's a lot <laughs> that's so are they selling those for like meat or like they so they have this process of so there's two styles i figured out i just learned actually mm-hmm. that there's two styles of cattle ranching there's um having cows and calves, which are baby cows, um, together. And so the mothering process and having them, Uh then there's a point of like, you sell the calves first, it's called weaning. And that's what we did. That's what the ranch set here does. And there's another style, which is just yearling cows, which are just a year old um, cows. And so they're in between, they're kind of a size larger and you you hold them for, it's it's a different system really, um, because the, the longevity of like a one cow is not going to be on as long for a yearling or something. But 
these um so yeah the cows and calves here and the uh so the calves their big payday is called weaning and what they do is you basically get bring all they go they have two like areas of land it's called up top is what we call it summer country and that's what they are all, over the summer and a lot of the time until recently um but we had to bring all the cows and calves together back to this corral this huge corral and then uh we had to sort them. So you only got all the calves. So we had to separate cows from calves um, as we kind of walked them through the gate. And um, we got them. So then we had to get them in, these crit in this area. And then what you do is you load them up onto, onto semi-trucks. And they hold about 65 to 75 calves per truck, per truckload. It's insane. <laughs> it's so those are like those those big ass trailers. Like, yeah, they got the little holes on the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two levels high. It's massive. These things, and they hold. They, so they have different compartments. I think they have five or six compartments, and so it'll be like eight, sixteen, sixteen, seventeen, twelve, ten, or something, or maybe it's four compartments. I can't remember exactly, but it's it's a lot, and they and so you have like they had eleven truckloads on that day. So it was 600 to 700, no, to like 800. I think it was 796 calves is what they did. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of calves. And um, so that was, that was crazy. And it was, that was just a long day. We started at 5 a.m. And so that's their big, that's their big selling point. And they do another one with, oh, they have different kind of forms of income as well. They've got, um, yeah. They'll sell to the to like individual customers, um, and they'll sell meat. So they'll take it to a butcher shop, and it'll kind of be cut up into a certain packaging, and then they'll um, they'll get that. So we had to do a lot of dealing with the boxes and manage and like shipping stuff off. Um, and then they have also they sell their yearlings and the cows and older cows. They'll sell to like other ranches and stuff. So they have a lot of forms of money. But going back to like what I do, that's kind of I've had to wrestle calves. I've spoken about it on the podcast a couple of times. It's basically where they rope the, the neck and they rope the back legs. And then what I have to do is basically get to its tail without it kicking the hell out of me, pull down as hard as I can and have to like almost snap the, the tail or something like the tail bones and because it has to fall to its side. And then I have to jump as immediately as it gets down, I jump across up to its neck and uh, top leg. I have to pull that leg back as hard as I can uh, without it having to kick me again to have, for leverage. And I put my knee on its neck kind of thing. And it's, it's wild. <laughs> it's really, it's really all about technique on that one. You have to be in the right positioning so that the cow does, the calf doesn't kick the fuck out of you, which can happen. So how did they like teach you that? Like, was they just, it just told me. trial and error? <laughs> it was taught like, by fire. <laughs> don't get fucking kicked, man. Like, <laughs> no, dude, they, they talk about like learning things. And every time it's just like trial by fire, bro. Not that they're saying like that, but they're saying like, that's what, how you're going to learn. So you have to figure yeah. stuff out like in the moment, figuring it out on the spot. And it's, I mean, it's not like I'm putting in myself in the scariest situations, but that yeah, was yeah. probably, that's probably the most physically intense. Um, and then I've also gotten kicked a lot by calves, which is not too bad, but that's like when you're weaning, you have to push them. So you have to stand behind them and there's a certain distance about a yeah. foot. If you're a foot back, they're going to kick you so hard. And I got a couple in the shin, not too bad, but they just like do this quick snap back. Cause that's how the legs are kind of meant to like reach back. But 
Yeah, it's, it's a lot of different stuff, which is cool. I've used the machinery um, and yeah, land work using shovels and pitchforks and stuff. So it's, it's cool. Yep. How many, like, how many people do they have, like, out there full time? So. Or is it, like, family run or, like. So it's family owned. Yeah. Um, it's called the Scots. And they have, so the main owner is Pete. And then Bill his, Scott. Bill Scott. <laughs> if only. Similar. They're very, like, very smart people and very, uh, like, te- they have an interesting temperament is what I'll say. But um, so it's Pete Scott and then his brother Charlie lives here. And they're in their 70s. And they yeah. still work every day, though. And then there's their respect. respect. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, Pete's son and daughter have families separately. So they're um, so it's Chris has a wife and kids, and, the, and he works. Um, and then Andy and Jesse, and Andy works on the ranch. Jesse, she does. She works on the ranch as well, but I think she's got the more like I don't know exactly what else she does. I mean, she's a mom, so she got to do that yeah, a lot, yeah. driving kids, dealing with, like, l- being with them more often. And then there's um, another guy who lives here called Gary, who he's just – he works on the ranch. He lives on the ranch, but he's not part of the family. He, he's a beast. I mean, he's been here for seven years, and he's, he's a cool guy. There's two other people that come from town almost, uh, Jerome and Kevin, and they, they're cool also. And it's, so it's uh, Jerome, Kevin, Gary, Chris, and so like eight people Dudes. there, yeah, 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 more or less. Um, and with like some different people helping sometimes for certain scenarios, you know, we'll have mm-hmm. like people, neighbors will come in, fr- other friends of the family will come in. And then also um, like more people from the family will jump in and help. But um, yeah, it's pretty limited <laughs> on my, my human interactions. So that's this is why I did this podcast. A lot of the reason is like, I had such good conversations with some of you, like you over the summer and I wanted to keep those going and yeah, no. so happy to do this. Sorry, it's really cut out. What's going on? Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. Same here. My, it says my connection is unstable. Dude, the Wi-Fi here sucks, by the way. It's, that's one thing about this place. This makes it hard. I need the Wi-Fi to improve. Hold on a minute. It's all right. You, you, you got to love the adversity. Yeah, we, we fight through it. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. But a lot, so I was saying like outside of that, kind of hanging out a lot just in the apartment stuff. And recently, as of three days ago, I have officially, I guess, more started investing my time and really getting into the practice of meditating, which has been really interesting. Um, I, I don't know if you know this guy's name, Sam Harris. He's a philosopher and he's a neuroscientist and he's a very interesting guy. And he, he has this app called Waking Up. That, um, <laughs> that uh, talk, it's, it's invested in like meditation and it uses like the, it divides it into two different things. It's the practice of it and then the theory and the theory is kind of the, the thought behind it, the, yeah. the spirituality explaining it. And um, I started using this app and it gives you times and 
uh, we'll have these little short like snippets. He talks about what uh, different concepts of the of um, of meditating and kind of reasons to be outside of just like that's good for you. Uh, so that's been it's been really cool. I mean, I'm obviously I'm only three days into it, but and I've like had moments of med- meditating, but I think investing it over a long period of time is what it is for me at least. Some people can access that kind of mindfulness state super easily. Um, so that's been, that's been really cool. I think I'm hoping, I'm hoping it, uh, improves. And I recently got these, um, of lion's mane from, uh, yes. fungi yes. perfecti or host defense mushrooms. And it's kind of, so the, the, it's a natural substance. It's all this, this mycelium, which is the, um, early, mainly the, what the early growing process for 95% of it, really the process of a mushroom growing is, and this is where uh-huh. they get, they get this powder. They make it into a powder. They put it in the capsule. So, would you call it like almost like a CBD of like f- mushrooms, like in a um, way? In a, I mean, in the sense that it is perfectly legal and perfectly easy to use. I don't mm-hmm. know what the ruling of CBD is necessarily, but in the concept, similar, I'd say, but I wouldn't say entirely the same. I think the cool thing, the fascinating thing about mushrooms is that there's so, um, there's so many species and there's so many varieties of applications to them. So there's types that if you eat, you can eat for food, mm-hmm. you can eat and they'll kill you. You know, they'll eat and they'll make you uh, trip out. There's other ones that have specific functions, like um, more in the, the, the nervous system. There's, um, so your, your immune system really. And then also there's a lot of things with your cognition and memory. And this one is mainly uh, your memory, cognition, and uh, your nerve support. So it's pretty interesting. It's kind of like supposed to make you feel somewhat over time better, think better, be able to process information a bit better, just more. It's kind of like, so I have ADHD and that's kind of like mm-hmm. the, the specifics of like what it does. There's, so this, it came with a magazine. I've been reading all about it uh, this past, I've read a lot about it before. And I think this kind of like got um, a good explainable perspective on it. And there's just so many varieties of mushrooms that have different applications for different things. Like there's stuff for digesting, there's stuff for athletic performance, you know, recovery, there's certain mushrooms. There's a mushroom for, um, they call it the mushroom of immortality or no, the elixir of immortality. It's just like nuts. It's, it's just for your human Let's go. health. Let's yeah. Go. It's like fascinating stuff. There's, they've got, um, ah, there's another one that I can't remember the name of at this point, but there's one like Reishi, which is like when they kind of categorize the different helpful, um, uh-huh. uh, aspects of each mushroom. There's one that just chicks all the boxes, um, and it's very difficult to find. Um, but they've, and so they did, Fungi Perfecta is this, this fascinating company started by this guy, Paul Stamets. And he, I was telling you a bit about him and he, but he's like the godfather of mycology, which is like study of mushrooms. And it's, yeah, I've been, I've only taken these now. This is the second day I've had them. I I don't, I don't see much of a difference right now, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like meditating. It takes time. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's a similar thing. You gotta get adjusted your body to the dosage. Yeah. Well, did you, have you heard recently on, on the last DC, like election ballot, uh, it's initiative 81. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's to like make like magic mushrooms and like other psychedelic plants, like 
ayahuasca or uh, mescaline. Mescaline, yeah. Uh, to like the lowest standard for DC, I guess law enforcement to like yeah. go after. So like voted voted yes to that. You know, I, I think I think that's how it should be. You know, I I, I don't see the purpose in really, you know, criminalizing. At least not having that is the top priority. Well, yeah, it's totally not. It's it's totally something that has been proven to help people more than it has hurt people. I think it's just because of culture and misinformation that it ruined it and put it into schedule one and put it into something that is like addictive, which is not. And yeah. can, can, be, can be, I can't remember the other stuff they say, but um, for the schedule one. But yeah, decrim- I saw that. I, um, Initiative 81 for... Um, for decriminalizing, yeah, mushrooms, magic mushrooms, which is awesome. And yeah. I don't know if you saw, I think I've, I've fo- I started following this stuff, but I, I think I've um, tried, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but it's this, there's this also a, I can't remember the exact thing, but it's, um, it's on 109. I can't remember the, it's like initiative 109 or law or something, or some, some movements that they're trying to, um, it's, if you find like, yes, on 109, you'll, you'll see, you'll find it. Um, it's trying to legalize psilocybin therapy, which is, it's, I think it's, yeah, specifically psilocybin therapy, which is the okay. psychological. Uh, is, is it in Oregon? Yes, Oregon? in Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just pulled yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. So they, this Fungi Perfecta has really invested in this, obviously, because this come out of, much, of yeah. uh, Washington State in Olympia. So they, um, yeah, they've been, they've been a big component in, in trying to uh, implement and legalize psilocybin th- therapy which has been proven to work so well i i, Fascinating. I think I'm, I'm pretty for it like i think uh it definitely got a bad rap and you know what when was the vietnam war 70s 80s uh you know like when there was the whole you know anti-war movement counterculture and, yeah, yeah counterculture yeah. of course like the government's gonna like crack down on that like yeah that's not what they need but i think that that, that was kind of a shame that you know, I think there's a lot of good research going into it back then and it just kind of got put to a halt. And I, I think like there, one, we, we do need just like more money and funding for that. Cause I think it could be very, especially like when doing with the, you know, like PTSD or something, yeah, or coming back from war, depression, anxiety. Like, I, yeah. I think there's a, there's a lot of things that we, we don't know. And, you know, as a society and a culture, I think we like to like, maybe put it down like a goddamn hippies doing this shit getting high as fuck like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah they were like don't get me wrong but at the same time like i think like there's definitely some stuff that is actually very beneficial for people and like yeah. would help them and i i think it's been shut down for a little too long and i i do think that will change though i think our our, our kind of generation as we go forward i think will be much more uh I think once our generation starts to like become the politicians or people really in power, like more things like that will, will come up and we'll kind of rethink maybe policies on, you know, how we view certain things. Which yeah. I think is, is actually in the long run, very productive for society. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think, um, well, about policy in this. I mean, we're going to become the, we're the start of, we're in the start of like the influential movement of Mm -hmm. thought and everything. And I think we've already started a process of kind of getting away from 
entirely old school ideologies and we're kind of heading towards a point hopefully i think in a point of knowledge and learn, knowing more and using it in a way that is helpful and not just for money or for clout yeah. or for whatever it's using it for the right reasons and i think um and going back to you know psilocybin therapy and, and the application of all psychedelics in in certain settings that have a constraint setting that is for for the person's better mental health. Um, I've actually read this book. Uh, I'm in the process of finishing it. It's called How to Change Your Mind. Um, yeah. And it's what the new science of psychedelics tells us about. I can't, it's like transcendentalism, death, uh, or dying, uh, addiction. Oh, trans transcendentalism, baby. <laughs> yeah. Ashby yeah. Anderson, where you at? Stand yeah. up. <laughs> uh, so it's, I think consciousness, transcending, dying, addiction, and I think that's yeah. it, maybe more. But um, it's it's been great. And they talk about this. The, the great thing is that Michael Pollan, he's a great writer. He's He really isn't invested in this stuff. He's not someone who is a more a vocal person in psychedelics. He's a nutritional and agricultural writer. Okay. And he kind of stepped into this world. And he talks about it in a very, like, kind of originally a skeptical perspective because he didn't really he – he had his doubts about psychedelics and, like, mushrooms mm -hmm. and what they do. But then – he he kind of started doing real research on this stuff when and it was i think it was in 2014 and he he found like so much previous research had been done in the 60s 70s and or 60s and into the late 70s um thousands of academic papers you know even more thousands of um of uh of, of having to use part or have uh, participants sorry of uh, having used in these. So people had been, you know, outside of the counterculture, just having their lives changed or even, even just enjoying a good experience or even having something that they learned from in the long run, that wasn't a great experience. Mm -hmm. And that, that changed a lot. And then it went to counterculture, obviously. And now it, nowadays, I mean, we're 14 years into the Renaissance of psychedelics is basically how it's come down to is that research started again um, in there's NYU, there's Johns Hopkins, there's um, in California as well. I can't remember exactly where, but there's, there's been a lot of studies used with um, there's like cancer patients with existential distress. Um, there's a lot of addiction that they've been using with that. There's people with PTSD, I think with like MDMA, they were trying something. So they have the, and they're having great effects. I mean, I think it's like an 80% effectiveness which is insane. That's so much better than like any antidepressants that have been seen or an anti-anxiety like Xanax. For, no, yeah. I'm not going to do it. It's, it's like, damn, you, you look at it now and I, what was it? I think it was a uh, fuck like Purdue Pharma or whatever. Uh, I think they're the ones that don't quote me on this. I, I believe they found it like Oxycontin or something. Yeah. One of, one of the main like uh, Oxycontin, I think. Yeah. But like, I think they, they just got, settled with the government for like 7.4 billion dollars or something oh my god um yeah so i mean it's like you when when you look at that and it's like you talk about all these uh yeah eight eight point three four billion jeez over over their influence on the the opioid problems in america didn't they start so it <laughs> I mean, like low key, when you like when you do look at these big pharma's, it's like 
Yeah. yeah ox, oxy, uh, oxycotine. Yeah. It's like, yeah. but it's like when you, when you have stuff like psychedelics that, that can like have a positive effect and not leave you a fucking crippling drug addict on the street. Like yeah. why, why, why aren't we looking more into that? Exactly. Like, exactly. You know, it's like, I just, I mean, I think that just goes into a long, longer, a whole, whole nother, like, just rabbit discussion hole, like, well it's a, it's an interesting one because it's something that is is misrepresented and something that like i've i mentioned before the podcast like i well i guess i'm scared to speak about this stuff from a perspective of of deeper than the external because that conversation it can lead to problems that there shouldn't be um mm-hmm. i think i think the what i've from what i've learned and just I've really just been able to learn through lots of videos, lots of reading um, and lots of studies being looked at and the, like the scale of how, how much it's grown, but we haven't seen it really. And this book uh, highlights it really well. And it, but it's something that is, I mean, there's a company called Fungi Perfecti that's selling, you can buy uh, psilocybin or it's, it's, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the name. It's something cubensis. It's a, it's a strand of, of mushrooms that are psychedelic it's magic mushrooms and um they they even have like are growing that stuff and being able to see the different varieties in that and they're also using these different mushrooms it's like a garakan reishi um i can't remember i mean lion's mane and these these applying them in ways that (laughs) yes the flow (laughs) um but applying it in ways that that are helpful for the human human body and human brain that's awesome Oh, natural that's, that's what too. we need that's what we need yeah. Yeah, it's like let's i mean let's not being injecting ourselves with some and you look at shit made yeah. in a factory it's made it's in like, a factory it's been, here, it's been here for millions and shows of years like it's yeah. for a fucking reason right you know it's, it's, it's like, the reason there's life on earth as well it's a big the, reason. the natives were doing it man that's, everyone was. gotta follow them man bro everyone was as i as i read more and more there's like a lot of evidence of like e- many eastern cultures almost all of them inclu- had implementations of of some sort of psychedelics i think there was also marijuana available in india and then in Europe, there was another, I can't remember. There's also evidence of a different psychedelic being used in Africa as well. There's um, in South America, in, in Central America as well. They've had, everyone had some, like there's, there's. Um, yeah, I mean, ayahuasca down in South America. And yeah. there's also 5-MeO-DMT, which is a, is a mm-hmm. naturally existing um, substance in the, it's these outer nodes in, um, in mushroom, in toads in Mexico. And you squeeze yes, them. Yes, that's uh, that's what Mike Tyson took. Yes, know, it's, right? it's, a, it's yeah. a twenty to thirty minute. Trip yes, I watched I watched uh, a, a vice a vice on that. Yes, you know uh, there's what, a lot of whatever. stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no. um, what's his name? Hamilton's pharmacopoeia. Hamilton's like pharmacopoeia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. No, that's a great one too. Like that's guy. That guy's very interesting and very. I mean, he's his talking's kind of boring, but he's he's yeah. very smart and he's a yeah, super yeah. invested person who understands this at a scientific level. And not just for being a hippie. Like that's yeah. the greatest thing is that it's a separation from that culture, but still accepting that culture. No one said like, screw those guys. They're just like, no, nah, they messed up, but they let them live. There's a perspective that is given to you from these, from what I've been reading and learning is that these, these psychedelics give you a perspective on, on people that isn't so negative. It doesn't look for the negative, um, uh, you know, aspects of something. It doesn't look for the positive. It looks for the real true things. And the true things are always the best things about someone. Yeah. The real, the real honesties about that. Being honest to yourself. 
Stop beating around the fucking bush. Get to yes, the point. Yeah. yes, exactly. And That's I think this, this addresses a lot of problems in the world that we've really uh, managed to push ourselves away from some, um, the mushroom, just the existence mushroom. And we have, there's only two, there's portobello mushroom. And I think, I don't know the other, if there's any other mushrooms that we can eat alone, but there are so many other species. There's about like 2000 species, I think, maybe more. Maybe two hundred thousand, maybe two million. If I'm not, but morel mushrooms, you can eat that shit. Morel, okay, yeah. So I, I, I used to, I used to go hunting for those with my, my dad. Really? Yeah, like yeah. that, and that kind of thing yeah. is is not is also something that is for us. It's for they they it's, eat. It's like damn good. Debris it's and damn good. Build. Yeah, it's probably great. I know that much. <laughs> but even the other types of mushrooms that have these specific, um, you know, uses applications to a person and they can actually have great effect. I mean, there's some, there's reasons that they're selling. They're not just, they're not just attacking this from a pharmacological perspective of like, let's just sell as much as we can like mm-hmm. Purdue farms and just get everyone hooked on them so we can get more yeah, and yeah. more prescriptions. This is like, no, I'm, I want to help the world. I want to see, I want to see how this helps you, me be better as individuals, but also be better as friends and as, as someone who, as like uni conversational people who just can, I don't know if that's a word, but just being able to have one conversation <laughs> with each other is, it's like with, for better, for the improvement of our lives. It's improving yeah, no, it's, stuff. Yeah. And the growth of it also helps like the earth in a significant way. I think there's mycological soil is like 80% of, of what is soil. Um, and then also have, in a huge way, uh, helping the bees. Which have I mean this guy Paul Stamets is incredibly invested in it. He's uh, he's trying to attack what is called CCD, which is collapse collapse colony disorder, and um, and there's a lot of like it's a it's a disorder that has it's caused has harmed huge it's, numbers with the, the bees, bees. The bees, yes, the bees. Yeah, is, is that is that is that like uh, I think I've heard of this. Is that like something about like? Well, obviously, it's like to do with the colony, but it's is, the colony is it like- collapse disorder. So they just they just start dying, and they get these different. Um, there's like a, a yeah. something wing, like it's a Where something wing this? disorder. It's yeah, a lot I, I saw I saw this somewhere. Maybe dude, really? maybe even Cassidy was talking about this shit. Yes, he was talking about this stuff. He was okay, actually talking that's, a lot that's, about that's that's I do remember. Uh, that. Yeah, that's that's probably like where uh, I heard that. But yeah, no, yeah. for sure. And I so I'd heard of it. But this guy is investing. I mean, there's been, I think they've sent $200,000 and they're investing people and man hours to this as well. So there's been a lot. There's like people in the Midwest, I think farmer, bee farmers in the Midwest have lost up to 85% of their, of their colonies because it's, it's like the numbers are insane. There's been like 40% in, in Europe and, and like high 75%. And I think other places in the world, it's, they're getting smacked. But, but what is like the leading cause of the disorder? So there's a series of, of like infectious disease. So because they're colonies and they're very compact, there's things yeah, yeah, yeah. spread bacteria, viruses. Like that. Yeah. Very easily. And so they have mm-hmm. a lot of, um, there's like fungal diseases. Cause obviously okay. there's others that can kill us. There's, um, yeah. uh, there's like, I can't remember the other types of diseases, but there's like, it's, oh, uh, pesticides as well. Yeah. yeah or not pesticides, sure. but like fertilizer too. Uh-huh. Yeah. All those. Um, there's a few others that have, that are involved that, and they have like weird, there's like a, a something wing disorder, which is like, 
there's no wings growing out basically like the netting of that holds a b wing up just will not grow so they'll just be born just straight up just, just walking body body no wings yes no Damn. wings on, yeah stuff like that so they can't fly they can't pollinate they can't do anything so they just die so that that plays a huge factor and i can't there's a number of other diseases yeah. involved and it sucks but it's great that they're doing something i think that the fact going back to like purdue farms and how the fact that there's a there's a, a group of people invested in the betterment of people the betterment of the earth and the betterment of of the bees, which is something that is kind of, it's not like we, we can kind of prioritize our own types of lives that we're going to survive or help survive. But Mm -hmm. I think having the bees in mind is in such a way that because they're going in, in, in like 10 to 20 years, they could go extinct. I think is what the, is is something that's 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 pretty wild. That's That's like pretty, that's pretty scary. That's Uh pretty scary. So hopefully, hopefully that's going to help a lot. It's been great though. It's really cool. I think reading about this stuff. Well, it's like, it's, it's good to hear and like, good, good to see that people, like we have people like that who, who are invested in, you know, yeah. Yeah, man. things that maybe will slip the general mind of the public. Yeah. Uh, no, for the won't. betterment of, of literally everybody. Cause mm-hmm. without bees, that, that's just yeah, boom, man. boom, boom. You know, one thing yeah. falls, uh, it's domino it's, effect. Yeah. There's, they have an effect. People, people on don't see it. People don't see it. Yeah. Exactly. Man. Exactly um but yeah no so that's been i've learned a lot about this stuff i guess with my my free time i i've read more and more about um kind of the the effects that we're getting from this uh new studies and mycophobia is huge the fear of mushrooms it's like yeah that's a thing yeah get out of here relax i mean there's some you should be afraid of there's there's a reasonable amount of fear you should have but that doesn't mean you should have a phobia. <laughs> Good you, should have, you should have z- xanphobia. Xan, xanax <laughs> yes, phobia. You should have xanax phobia. You have prescription pres- prescription pre- phobia. Yeah, prescription phobia. Because those things, I mean, they're selling them for a reason. There's money there, and I think the fact that we can grow mushrooms naturally and we can have certain other existing like uh, cacti with um, uh, like with peyote, mescaline like and peyote, peyote. Yeah. and mescaline, I think as well. And then having like ayahuasca, those things grow naturally in the world. Yeah. No? I mean, hey, fuck. They're here for a reason, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're here for a reason. I think, I think we've, and I, I, I was thinking about this earlier and I don't, I kind of came from like a weird talk, having talked about modern medicine perspective is that we've gotten so inter- intertwined with the different vaccines that we get, the different pills that we get the different forms of medication that we get that we're very separated from nature. That's only in one aspect though. We're also just incredibly separated from nature as a society. No, it's, it's, it's a problem. It's, a, it's a problem. We got to get back to the woods, man. There's a certain extent. Yes. But well, there's a, there's, there's been a huge decline over the existence of man that we've become God in a way that, so we can be separate from the rest of the world. Cause we're not the rest of the world. We're humans, bro. We're better. But that's, that's the ideology that started from. And now it's like, ew, mushrooms, ew, like plants, ew, like dirt. Yeah, it's like, come on, come on, trees. Like, it's so, they're so part of the, the reason that we're, we're alive today. And we, we just discredit them and we will kill them, we'll kick them off, we'll shoot them, whatever, whatever type of being it is. 
they have an effect that helps the earth be the earth and not Mars. You know, I it's mean, not, they, it's they, not, they are earth. We are like humans yes, aren't, we're earth. part of earth and we're, we're, a, we shouldn't be depreciating the environment, but also depreciating our perspective on the environment. That's a huge, I, 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 I think we need a cultural change back to like an understanding of like the environment, like damn, like, in life, there's a lot of things I do want to do and, like, I, I, I much so want. But at the same time, it's, like, the, the environment probably to me is the most important thing. Like, without, so. without the environment, like, what are, what are you and me? Like, what are us? Like, we're, we're nothing we're, without yeah. the, the, the thing that literally sustains our life. Yes. And I think people forget, like, they like to think we're a lot bigger, like, than Earth or we're a lot bigger than everything. Yeah. Like, we got to control everything. But at the end of the day, we're only here and we can only survive and we can only do what we do because of what we've been given from the earth. Yes. There's not, it's, it, we've made it too much of a one way street, like one way street. Like we, we got to start like giving, back. giving back. Yeah, exactly. No, there's, yeah, that's, that's what it comes down to. The, you know? the, Cause that's a, a big thing that I've kind of noticed in, in people's lives and prioritization of life of like what they want to do in their lives becomes, mm-hmm. it's very easy to just, like point fingers and say, you're, you're selfish. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have the same aspirations. I have some aspirations of visiting places, being at just being in a, in a, in settings, being able to do certain things that would require maybe a, like flying on a plane or I don't know, driving in a car, driving for long periods of time, stuff like that, you know, using technology. I think tapping back in to how do we improve our society while still improving our uh the earth and at the end of the day it's like why you know we we should know everything the goal is to know everything that we could know about the world and we don't know jack shit about geology of the world and now i know it may not be very interesting but there's a lot of of phenomena that we don't understand in the world that go on they go on they happen for reasons just beyond our understanding like entropy for one we don't understand how time passes but that's um but that's something that could somehow help further our society helpful also realize that we're not the main focus like you said we're not the main focus of the earth there's the rest of the earth is pretty fucking cool they have we have a lot of things to learn from and so having these like interpersonal arguments and having these people like this constant judgment and focus on who the person you have to be be the good person by helping the being a part of the earth and being a teammate in the earth and learning more about the earth and learning more about yourself as well. I, I got a great, a great, a great quote for that from, from yeah. one of, one of my all time favorites, chief Seattle. Oh yes. That man. I can't remember. He was from, it was from um, environmental studies, right? But yeah, he's, he's the boy. He goes, he goes, the earth does not belong to man. Man belongs to earth. All things are connected like the blood that unites us all. Man did not weave the web of life. He is merely a strand in it. Whatever he does to the web, he does to himself. Yes. And like some thinking like that is what I think holistically we need to like more encompass. Like, yes, I think we very much so think like, like as we were talking about earlier, like just people think like it's all there for us taking, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not ours to take. Like well, we, 
we when we take from the earth we take from ourselves and i think we yes. don't realize that yes absolutely you know? and adding to that um in this over this period of our lives but also over this pandemic we've lost and and added but different ways a lot of connectivity and there's a lot of disconnection from the interpersonal interactions that we have so we don't have mm-hmm. these like genuine vibes that we can get from one another that is part of being with more people and we lost that like dramatically with this virus but um i think this is something that reminds us that we are interconnected in a way it's not the way you may always imagine people saying like the web of man you know literally and that there is just all forms of consciousness are connected in a web and there's more of a there's more physical connections. Like we, for example, need to be able to physically breathe for tr- if there's trees around just for yeah, one. Yeah, we, need to, yeah. we need water. So there is water. So we have a physical connection with our waters and that's in only that sense. There's, um, and so there's a series of things right there that like planned. The, and then there's more and more specific connections. We have, for example, music, like I was saying, or um, some team or an organ, whatever it may, some concept that we bring. And it's, but it's become so narrow now. You know, we have our teams that are in our cities that are with our friends. Then there's like the, I mean, I guess a big one music that brings people together, but like we lost connectivity a lot by this virus, like I was saying. And I think going back to the world as a human race and, and appreciating it in a way that is like every other animal does, which is for their, for their existence. It's like, yeah, you might not be worried, but it's pretty, it's all, the earth is pretty cool still. Like there's not, the marine the, the biology. The earth is fucking sick. The earth is fucking, fucking sick. sick. I, I fucking love it's the earth. Amazing. I it's amazing. It's the, the perfect earth. chemistry of every elements that somehow created life. That word has so much weight and meaning. It's, ah, oh, it's just amazing. It is, uh, it is. And like, think about marine biology. No one knows shit about marine biology. Like there's, a, it's very narrowed on the amount of, uh, schools that have it and the amount of, and the amount of um, you know, money invested in it and the amount of like time also and people that are going into that field, that's a hugely broad, like there's so much to learn in that, that part alone. So that's, I don't know. I think, I think getting to the world is huge for us. Hey, another, another quote on that thought from Chief yeah. Seattle, all things share the same breath, the beast, the tree, the man. The air shares its spirit with all the life it supports. It's like, come that on. That is just it's so amazing. It's come on. He's just it's appreciating like, the simple reality that we are living and breathing together in this bitch. Yeah, it's just like this simplicity, simplicity of life, I think. People oh, so just beautiful. like, now, nowadays, people just like take it for granted and they, they, I don't know. I think people get too caught up in themselves and like how they're viewed to really sit back and like view like, Hey, like, let's just be happy. We're here. Let's be happy that we, we can be here each day. And like, I think there's a lot that people nowadays take for granted more than maybe people did in the past. Yeah. Like, I think that's maybe, maybe a part of, you know, evolving as a society, like, to where we got in with technology and just everything, how it's going. But at the same time, it's like the amount of people. You know, I, I think, world. I think when like the old saying, like 
sometimes what's it sometimes you gotta sit back and smell the roses or whatever yeah yeah see the roses yeah yeah yeah, it's some shit like that it's like hey like yeah like we live in a very fast-paced society where we we like to you know go 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 and like i i love that and i respect that but at the same time i do think you know a lot of people don't always i mean shit i like i can say that myself even like i i definitely sometimes like just try to keep on going and going and like i think there are times where i regret where like hey like maybe i should just sit back and you know take a a greater look and slow down a little and be like Mm -hmm. hey like let me let me just live in this moment a little more and just yeah. trying to think of like oh what's my next thing oh like what am yeah. what am I doing like in you know two years or like where do I want to be like that's all good mm-hmm. and all but I think sometimes maybe we get caught up in that too much and you know you should sit back and kind of appreciate where we are and what we have. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. I a couple things on that like for something that is so convoluted and almost misunderstood as a word is life. It is not easy. It's there. And the thing is, is that it's not, it's not one simple answer. There's not one, you know, understanding and rather there is, there's a series of, of, of uh, parts, aspects to life that are needed to maintain that existence. And so with that is the application of time. And we have filled up our time in such a way that we're not, as able to be focused on just one another and the goodness of one another, rather than yeah. we do our jobs, we're doing our schoolwork, we're doing what a, a just simple like job itself, you know, just getting something done. Um, and we, so we kind of closed ourselves off. Like I was saying about lack of connectivity and the interconnectedness of consciousness, not in the, in the, the like, oh, I can explain this to you. It's more the, oh, like, we live because of one another. We live because of, of the way we've managed. I mean, people obviously could kill you and that happens, but it's, it's, that's not, they're not the, the single representation. That's nah, something different. But I was saying like appreciating the simple things in life is something that it can be so relaxing. I mean, like I was saying about starting a meditate, the, um, Sam Harris talks about this in, in throughout, he has a super calm voice. So he'll kind of speak throughout the meditation session, but most of it is just silence. He'll just say like a couple of words in each thing. And it's like, you know, focus on your breathing and then think about your breathing. Think about what breathing is as a, as an experience you're not. And, and you kind of separate, like imagine, no, or start thinking of, you know, the feeling that you have on your nose or on this, on the front of your chest or in your stomach, maybe of the, where you're breathing and where you feel it the most and then access that and start feeling that. And then they'll talk about like feeling your hands or feel your, and it's kind of the, it's, it's just getting tapping back into like ourselves and the things around us. Maybe there's noises, maybe there's just people, maybe there's experiences, maybe there's objects, there's living other beings like animals and plants and there's all that around you and, and being aware and present and back into a simpler form of thought is something that can be absolutely amazing for you therapeutically, but also cognitively um, and then a mental processy way as well. You can, yeah. you can be back. For example, you get angry and you'll, you'll when, think about getting angry. I mean, the, the idea of getting mad, whenever you get mad, it's never very long. It's never more than an hour <laughs> of true anger. You'll be, you'll be pissed off maybe for a touch, but at the end of the day, you'll, I mean, 
yeah, after a couple hours, a couple minutes, you move on. Life goes on. You have another thing to focus on. You got another stuff. You'll remember it, sure, but you won't, um, it won't drive you. And now kind of accessing that and uh, addressing your, uh, your emotions in a way that is like almost third person. You're kind of aware of yeah, your awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're aware of your thoughts, the amount of thoughts that rush in. So it's, it's something that, that can play into like becoming a more holistic society, holistic and also tapped into each other in a way that is like more truthful, objective, real and beautiful than it is searching for the negative and, and pessimistic Uh and skeptical and, and yeah, I don't know. So, so in your meditation, does it talk all or any at all about like chakras like, you know, like you have yes, different yes. chakras. They've started. They've started like, so, so is it talk about like realignment at all or like. Um, I'm not at that point. I'm not. So it, this is also for like beginners of people who aren't very okay, okay, deep in okay. this. And I'm not. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I understand the concept. I have somewhat of an idea. I've seen the, the imagery. And so I, I kind of understand it. But yeah, he's talked about the fact that there are and kind of refocusing them more than realigning. And so it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of on a basic level, but I think it's definitely going to be brought up along with a the theory. They have these like little episodes that he talks about different stuff. And so they introduce a lot of concepts from Eastern religions, which is what I'm most excited for. I'm so interested in that stuff. It's something so distant in American culture. And it's like, why aren't we just finding another way to be more connected by learning uh-huh. Eastern religion? You so know? like Buddhism and Hinduism, you know, Hinduism. Yeah. I took my freshman year, um, Asian art and history. Hmm. And we went very in depth into like the religious aspect of, cause a lot, a lot of the, the artwork we looked at was you no know, sculptures or temples and kind of like depictions of, the Buddha um, or, or the different Hindu gods. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. Like it was definitely like, fuck, I did, I did not do well in that class. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, but, but it was very, very interesting for me. Cause I, I'd never, you know, going to school, like here in the U S like, I feel like we don't really touch too much on it as a whole. No. So it, it was very interesting to kind of get, obviously it was from an art and history perspective. But at the same time, it was very interesting for me to like kind of get a taste of like, yeah. oh, like there's more than just like Christianity, like uh, Judaism and then Islam. Like Muslim Islam. Yeah. yeah. So like it was definitely, definitely interesting. You know? Yeah. I wish I could have done better in the class because like, damn, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't do that well. But, you know, at the end of the day, like it, it, I think it was a good learning experience. Like, yes, it doesn't matter what you got. It's just, yeah, like yeah, got yeah. It. It's, got it's just like, it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's nice to like, you know, I think, I think that's what we miss out maybe a little in like the U.S. education system, you know, it's like, I think, yeah, obviously they want to teach what they got to teach, but at the same time, it's like, I think you learn more. As, as the world's become so globalized and so global, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like, I think at the point it's like, we just got to be learning about as much as we can yeah. to, to really better ourselves as a society. And like when when you want to sit here and talk about like oh like you know we're ignorant as people or whatever it's like well yeah maybe but it's like we we get taught the same same shit that is so just very like small and like minuscule to the big picture of like what this world actually is 
it's like if we want to open up and like very much so i feel like kind of well i personally think we just got to we got to like the the world is so big and there's so much to uh-huh. be learned yeah like we we should from a from a young age we just got to be teaching people as much as you know we can you know mm-hmm. let's not hold it to one thing let's let's open it up let's yeah Let's, let's see what let's, let's see what they got everywhere you know it's, yeah let's see what, what the world's got pick and shoot yeah exactly you know it, it's it's not that big of a fucking no, world it's not it's not that big of a fucking world like we may think that but at the end of the fucking day like it's just not it's let's not. access it yeah that's the biggest let's, thing let's tap in like how how are we gonna yeah. better ourselves as as a whole it's by tapping into like the best like, we're hey i do think america's the best that's my personal but, opinion. Yeah, no, but so, at the same time, yeah. at the same time, it's like, hey, let's tap in and like, what's, what's listen to what other people have to say. Like, mm-hmm. is, I I think the more that you know, the better off you you are because you can hear different opinions. I think that just like, even if you don't believe in them, it's it's better for you to. It's just better to know everything. It's yeah. better to know than to be ignorant and in a little shell. Yeah, I, I, there's. I don't. I I don't agree with that. Like, you take yeah. as much as as you possibly can, and that that's how you're really going to yeah. succeed in life. That's how you're going to better yourself. And I think. I mean, when you look about, like, I agree with you that I have America's probably the best, but we're not the best across the board. We're just the best. So, like, when you look at, for example, our 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 religion is now heavily looked down upon, even within our culture. I'm not saying entirely like not our religion. The, the Christianity is kind of looking down differently. And we're like, hey, Buddhism's pretty interesting. Why not learn about it and understand like there's there's bit there's some something we could learn from that. We could access there that would has maybe missed out or overlooked or just not considered because it's a different lifestyle. And I think, like you said, we learn more, we mix more, we, act, we, we kind of look at everything and don't have to assess it subjectively, but more just like, let's know everything we can about everyone and then see like, what could we gain from this? Let's, let's look at it pragmatically, pragmatically. We look at it like, for example, meditating is massive in Hinduism and it's becoming a big thing in America. Like that's one thing right there, but there's so much more that we could, could be tapped into. I think in a spirituality sense, the culture could change significantly. I think pure, pure um, kind of investment in your in time and yourself is something massive that is really considered in in maybe in Buddhism and Hinduism and in a in a in a sense that is external from your body. So you're not restricted just to your physical body, but more just like this earth. Like you said, we breathe this. Like uh, Chief Seattle says, we breathe the same air, and so it's. It's something that is like, it's totally reasonable when we explain it. I mean, the more I talk about it, the more it makes sense. Like, why aren't we learning more about the world? I mean, that's like where we live. Understanding the stars is cool and all. Maybe understanding our relationship, what's always going to be happening. That might even be cooler. But obviously, that's, that's a study right there. But I think yeah, yeah. investing even more energy back into ourselves, into our, our uh, physical, you know, biome um, and the, the eco- eco- ecology and the environment and i think making it better is like why isn't that's not a bad thing and we can make it cooler we can find ways to manipulate in a way that still helps and like we can build cities in a way that is still helping the environment or something like that there's things like that building projects that is making the earth better i i saw some uh, to go off that point i saw something 
I believe, I want to say it was in Copenhagen, I want to say, that they're building an entire, it used to be a, a shipping shipyard, and now it's turning into commercial and residential. And it's going to, so it's like a, it's, it's like an area, almost like the wharf or something in DC, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's completely being built out of wood. Completely. Really? Yeah. And I, I, I thought that that is something that is so interesting to me, where it's like, yeah, like when, when you look at environmental footprints and like as not just like as a society, but as a whole, like as a global community, like that is something that we should, I feel like being, we should look into. Mm-hmm. So like something like that, I found, I found so cool that they have the architects that are, are going out yeah. there and, you know, kind of, kind of innovating in a way that is very environmental friendly and, you know, something that I, I don't think. I mean, I, I, I would never think, you know, like in the U.S. that we would build a fucking, you know, city center out of wood, you know? Yeah. So I think that's 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 kind of like, I think, I mean, I wouldn't call it revolutionary, but to an extent, it's like that's the new yeah. new idea thinking that I think would be very productive for, for the world as a whole. It'd be also easier be to agree on because the goal would be the same. We all know we're trying to make the best thing with the best uh, environmental yeah, exa- impact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's how, can, how can you build the best with leaving the lowest environmental footprint that you can? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's difficult. There's a lot of money that needs to be spent. But I like I was listening to so many things that are saying like we spend – 153 billion or 113 billion dollars on the army it's like okay some of that a lot of that that's okay there's like some other thing i think it's like education gets 60 i think could get or no and it was what this is what it was it was homelessness i think could be saved with 60 billion dollars and so that's almost half of what that i think there's like you could and i or maybe it's less it's maybe even less but there's a lot of stuff i've heard with that i don't know that i'm not going to stand by those numbers um but i think there's stuff like that where we can chip it doesn't have to be fuck the army like we're still going to be goaded but we don't need we i think we push the bar by so much more than we need to like there's also like going back to connectedness. We don't need to have an army if we're all fucking cool with each other. If we're trying to, if we come to a more compromise, I, I agree with that. I another, agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. It's yeah. I and agree it's, with that. So it's, it's not, it's not, if there's some correlation, I'm not going to say it's going to be like psychedelics are going to be the causation, but there's, but also like using it in a therapeutic sense and applying it into the counterculture and also, or not counterculture, the culture. And also looking at like different religions, different cultures, different things and ex- and not extracting, but just, you know, uh, I can not think of a word, absorbing, absorbing that part of the culture and not taking it as ours, but taking it as something that we enjoy and learn like Buddhism or something, or looking at the application of different, you know, clo- whatever it may be. Obviously, I don't care necessarily societally, but more of an attitude perspective. We have this attitude. I mean, you look at the money that pharmacal, pharmaceutical companies get, and it's in, in the billions. Like you're saying, 8.3 billions. They, they don't need that much money. <laughs> they don't need that. Relax. There's, there's a <laughs> lot of money that they're already making from the yeah, system. Yeah, no, of course. So, of course. like, that, even that type of amount of, like, $1 billion could probably help a lot just to start. 
and then yeah, building yeah, on that. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's not. I, mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, realistically, I think it'd be like more than ten. But the numbers are huge. I think there's so much that we could still learn and not have to spend as much money. So there's there's a lot yeah. that could go there. Yeah, but you yeah. know, just like even one thing, 113 billion. It's like, I think that's like times 27 on the next close on number two in the world. Number two in the world, I think, is like Russia or something, and or China, and they're not they're not even like half, not even half of what we have. So that's like just something that's like, hey, along with being cooler with everyone and realizing that like there's better to be gained from just enjoying this world than taking the world from people, be it territorially or just by killing them all. Why don't we figure something out that it means let's learn the best. We take your pride off, fucking relax. And you know, let's, let's learn from each other rather than push each other away. Is that, no, not, is, that is that a bad, like I've, I've never no, heard no. that in a bad, no, no, I'm not saying you, but more like, like overall who, actually thinks that's a bad idea in the in the human sense like what how is that a bad bad interaction to have with a person it's like let's do the best it's, together it's it's not it's not a bad interaction but the only know. problem is is when you when you got dictators or yeah, you pride, got you got man. you got you got people around the world where you got you know you're looking at russia you look at china you look at north korea you look at syria you look at like Iraq or whatever. Yeah. It's like maybe maybe the US doesn't have to spend, you know, whatever amount of money you right. said. That's but but the, at yeah. the same time it's like, you know, as us being the big dog that people want to come after, like I oh, do think absolutely. we absolutely. But yes, I, I do agree. I do agree, like as a whole, like we would I think maybe military intervention is not always the necessary Needed. Yeah. Step. Uh to, to right solve our it. problems right now because we're, we're obviously the one answer is not one fell swoop the culture doesn't yeah, change yeah. tomorrow it's gonna take years and so this would be like a slow kind of just yeah, 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 like yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. it's gonna be a point where we're not gonna care there's gonna be a point we're not scared anymore of other people if it's the direction like i'm thinking which is more a it's not the word peace because there's obviously going to be made heated tension and people are going to disagree. That's what happens when you have 8 billion of the people in the world, but it's in a way that is human rather than a disconnected. Like I'm going to bomb you. That's from 30,000 feet up in the air. It's like, that's not, that's, that's weak. That's not interesting. You're just killing a lot of people that don't, don't even disagree with you, but rather just being with being with like this, this communicational uh, society yeah, I totally agree that we do need this army and we do have dictators who wear pride like it's a fucking hard on. And that is so Woo! annoying. It's, it's nuts. I mean, you look at, you look at, and I, well, I was going to say. My, my man Vlad, shout out my man <laughs> Vlad. <laughs> but but um, kind of like the, the biggest kind of fault we have is our emotions in the way we use them in our memory and the way we use them in our, our interactions is like, if, for example, don't insult someone when you're having an argument with them or else they're going to stop listening to you. That's an automatic yeah, yeah. gift. Yeah. That's one thing right there. And if you, but that, because if I were to say like, Alan, you idiot, you don't know what you're talking about. 
and then Fuck off, Nico. yeah and but and yeah and automatically if i try to explain <laughs> to you and like we're friends so it's different but i think yeah, yeah even yeah. if i start really ripping into you you're gonna stop listening to me you're just gonna be mad you're gonna only look yeah, for the you, negative you block it out it's yeah like, you, you don't want to hear it you yeah, don't want to get shit exactly on, and know? the and yeah. the thing is is pride can be such a heavy thing in that if you even marginally disagree with me in one increment of what i think i'm gonna I just hate you and I'm going to do whatever I can to stop you. And that's kind of the problem with these dictators and, and over, uh, overruling leaders is that there's the, the more people involved, not the most, but the more than less having the more than seven people, you know, running a government, the better. I think, I think the more you have an involvement in a society, I don't think everyone should be involved in government entirely because obviously there's, the people just don't give a shit sometimes or people don't know enough and are, are there's a certain level of standard as well. But I think being involved like in a multi-person, that's a different argument right there, just multi-person government, but like it will help being interconnected, yeah. being for the people, for the earth, for society, for the betterment. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, yeah, especially in government now, it's like, I mean, maybe this is getting going a little off topic and more into like political, but like no, I think like talk, man, we're talking. Yeah, yeah. As as a whole, I I think like especially really looking at like the U.S., it's like you see how it's become so radicalized on each side, mm-hmm. where it comes to the point where it's like we can't even like fucking sit down here and like compromise. That's what I love so much about like the, a lot of conversations like you and me and jay cat or david or max like mm-hmm. this summer it's like we we got we got a lot of heads that are, are all over the place on political mm-hmm. issues yet we have the decency to sit down and be able to talk and, and really just talk it out and like not have our feelings hurt or anything like we we just yeah. we, we we can sit down and and listen to what each other has to say even if we don't agree with it at, yeah. at all and i think that's when you look at politics now, there there are a lot of people that are too caught up in you know Hating. what does my party what does my party think you know what do you like yeah what you know it's like I I don't I don't think as a whole if if I'm a poli sci minor and like I I think I at some point I probably do want to get into politics but it's like I don't I don't view that as as a good system for America. I, I believe obviously, you know, a two party system we've been rocking for a while and you know Times have I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. But, but it I, I, I have a problem yeah, there has to be a change. And and I think that we can have two parties and that can work. But it can't it can't be the bullshit we're on where all Republicans are gonna Republicans yeah. and all Democrats are going to vote Democrat. Identity. There has there there has to be there has to become a middle ground. There has to become people that you know. Yes, I I have views on this point, and you have views on that point. But maybe we can come together on on this this issue and figure it out. I think it's just become so divided where it's like people are like, "Well, fuck, you're you're a Democrat. I'm a Republican." Yeah. It's like, wait, I can't work on anything with you. Like, just <laughs> screw yourself. And like, what what does that do? Like, honestly, so productive for any anybody? It doesn't do Nothing. anything productive for anybody because you're. I think a lot of politicians now forget that that they're they're there for the sole purpose to represent their constituents. It's not for their behalf. It's not mm-hmm. for their betterment as a person. 
at the end of the day, you're there because you're chosen as, as the representative for a group of people as a district or, or a state. Yeah. Like, I, I think we've gotten so far away from that. And, and like that really, that, that dude, that does hurt me. Cause it's like, I love politics. I think Breaks it's an heart. awesome thing, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, you know, put away the bullshit. Like, well, just like, there's no reason to like yeah. be out here trying to, you know, just, I, I, I just disagree. Right. Yeah, yeah, disagree. If, if you like want people, the, people now want to disagree. It's yeah, like no, you want, you want to help. You want to be helpful. Like that's that's what you should be trying exactly. to do. Like it's like what are what are we doing, man? Yeah, and I I totally agree. I think I just thought of this, but the the fact that um, people are so stuck on this like identity politics, I guess, is the simplest way of putting it. But yeah. like putting it. St- stamping yourself on one side and not allowing to hear the other side. You don't win arguments first off with anyone. If you don't understand their side, so you can somehow no, use exactly, it against them. Exactly. Exactly. And acknowledging exactly. that you like, even that's a lo- that alone is like something that is a massive problem. People don't understand that there's a lot of stuff that the Republican Democrats on a basic level will totally agree with. And that's, that's like, people think that it's, there's a lot of big things that they disagree on. But that's only the big things. At a basic level, they still want to be American people with free, free will and being able to do things and, and be happy. So there's, and there's at a basic level, I think the, the goal is the same. It's just looking at it in a way that is like, I'm only looking through this lens and this tunnel and I'm not going to the other side. And that's what's amazing about hanging out with you and Jake and, and David is like, we're all, we have different positions on just marginal things. I just, I'm not necessarily yeah. into politics. I'd more just talk about like the basic like yeah, concept yeah, yeah. of the, whatever the idea we're talking about specifically. And we just have this awesome discourse and that's, what's lacking. That's what's lacking in, in, in universities, in yes, cities, yes. in the people where, where there's a lot of just echo chambers and a lot of confirmation biases. And it's like, everyone needs this yeah and then there's no like why though or you know why why not maybe like why what's against it so we can understand it why and and like not being so mad about it i mean think about like when i we're, we haven't talked about actual ideas we have that is like related to politics other than maybe like so like the the ruling on psychedelics but that's kind of something based on logic and I mean, yeah, you yeah, come yeah. to appreciate and that's only one thing, but the fact that we um, are able to just like enjoy each other's company in a way that doesn't revert to just politics and ideas and ideas that are so polarizing as well. It's, it's very disappointing to see in, uh, in the new, in the new way of, of interacting and stuff. I think, I think yeah, having, no. having an argument is awesome. It's, I think, I think in the government, we need a cultural change. Yeah. Um, An attitude change. Huge. I think, I think almost, you know, when you, when you look at a, a lot of the people in the government now and, you know, it's just, they grew up in such a different time. So at the end of the day, like you can be mad at them all they want or like all you want. And like, I, I do mm-hmm. agree with that, but it's, I think it's hard for our generation maybe to understand where they come from sometimes probably true. because we've, we've given up growing up in such a, a socially and um, I mean, maybe just socially. Well, yeah. And te- te- technologically, but just such a different yeah. time period 
where I think there's a very big disconnect between, you know, our generation and the generation above us um, from a lot of the people that are, are still in power now. If you look at it, it's, you know, a lot of the people that have been there have been there for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you know, like, shit, man, things change. That's how it happens. We don't live in a fucking stagnant society. Like, sorry. Perspective changes with time. That's just a fact. Yeah. I mean, people say it. It does. It does. learn more. And we learn a lot more. And I think, obviously, we haven't, we're, we're a, uh, too young to be making those decisions, but we're not too young to be influencing those decisions. We're not too young yeah. to be changing, changing, like you're saying, the culture of politics to be <clears throat> a more united front rather than two parties going at, at it all the time. And, yeah. and then there's all those, like external parties, but there's no dog reel in the fight. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, and maybe it may be the answer is, less is is uh more versions maybe that's not the answer maybe there's there's a new way of i don't know i'm not saying there's one way to do this simple there's not a simplified answer too i think there would have to be just a like a boost for more versions of thought than just subscribing to two kind of pillars that are democrats and republicans and well, subscribing I, I, to one. Like, I probably agree on Democratic things and Republican things. As a lot of people might. You go off that. I think it's more so just people have to be willing to compromise and, and yeah. don't be afraid to vote against your party lines, which I think has become such a problem where it's people feel like they won't get the backing they need to stay in office if they don't vote party lines. You know, I, I feel like you got maybe some younger generations in there and, and maybe they don't necessarily want to vote like, with their party, but they're going to get bullied by these older heads that have been there for 30, 20 fucking years. You know, it's like, those are the guys that are running things. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's like, it, as shitty as it does sound, it's like, you, they're like in the Senate and Congress, like there's definitely like a, you know, what's it, seniority, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, Which sucks that, 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 Seniority has never been a a good idea. (laughs) I never thought it was like, "Eh, let's do it like that. Like there's people who are, who are. I think in some aspects it's, it's, it's good. Yes. But But, in politics and politics, I don't always think that, that that's necessarily the the greatest thing. Yeah. Well, seniority isn't the only thing that should be driving force and in, in literally way that is shaping our country. That is policy and investing in the Senate and the house of Congress. And, um, and then also as a judge and looking in the judiciary system. So well, just fuck, you're, of, you're controlling what the fuck's going on in the country, man. Exactly. Like, don't, don't, don't be holding little grudges. Cause you know, so-and-so's going to bitch you out about it. It's yeah. like, Hey, you, you got to do what you, you think's best for the country. That's why you're there. Like that's why you, you're, that's your politician. You're a politician because mm-hmm. you're there for the fucking people. It's yes. not, it's not because you, you're there to like get bitched around by some dude that's been here for 20 years. Like mm-hmm. say your, state your fucking claim. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tired of, I think our politics has just become too, you know, I guess we'll do what so-and-so tells me. It's like, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. Like yeah. we're supposed yeah. to be like, everybody's got their own ideals. Everybody like there, there's reasons why we have, you know, the amount of congressmen from each state. There's a reason why we have two senators from it's, Everybody gets represented, so so don't get mm-hmm. bullied into you know doing 
because so-and-so from my party told me to do it. I, yeah. I think that's, that's one of the biggest problems like we face right now. It's, it's bully ball, bully ball. We got to get rid of bully ball. There's a like, lot of become independent thinkers. Yes, exactly. It's like, a lot of just lack of independent thought, like you're saying, and that you're just, or what were you going to say? It's like, hey, I'm I'm a, I'm a Republican, and I'll eat that. I, fuck, I voted for Biden because I I can't I can't deal with Trump no more because that's not even Republican of fucking bullshit. But it's like when you look at his, the people he puts around him, it's like it's just so many yes men. I think we got to get rid of yes men. It's like we need discourse. I, I, we need discourse. We need people that are going to challenge your opinion. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean it doesn't mean like they're coming at you or anything. It it, it means that hey like you should take it as this is this is a way where you can think and and you can be hey like he has a different view and that's okay and we have to accept i think right now in this political state we we like to point fingers at people and be like well if you're not with me i'm against you that shouldn't how it should be it should be you know you have your right Nico, you have your views alan i have my views like Mm -hmm. that's okay it doesn't have to match up but there's growth that can come from what I believe me telling you that and what yeah. you believe and you telling me that. And I think we've lost a lot of that as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that is where the biggest personal growth comes from, from people that you don't necessarily agree live, agree with. So like you, you can, you can take that in and you can benefit from like, that's how you, that's personal growth. Mm-hmm. you you will never grow as a person. If, if you have people just telling you the same exact thing, you can only grow when you hear ideas that you don't necessarily necessarily have ever thought of or agreed with. That is where I personally believe personal growth mm-hmm. comes from. It's from yeah. hearing other ideas and, and hearing a greater picture. And that's what we need to build as a country. We have to build a greater, like, holistic view. I think we're too caught up in, you know, I view this, they view that, like, fuck them. It's, that's, that's nothing, nothing good comes from that. Yes. Nothing good comes from yes. that. And to add to your point, I think we, the great thing, like you say, about we have different views on things is what we've talked about, we've agreed upon. You know, we agree on most thi- on these kind of yeah, topics we've yeah. covered. And that has nothing to do with politics. And for the most part, we've jumped no, into a, a yeah. cycle. But like from beforehand, it was just human interaction. It was talking about a, a societal thing. It's talking about just people is one another being trying to find the better way. I mean, that's what we're speculating. And we've set the stakes so high on the specific whatever beliefs we may know of that affect policy in a way that people really value and we've set those stakes to be so high that we don't care like oh maybe we both like tame impala or maybe we both enjoy going to concerts like maybe we both enjoy um being relaxed and and being enjoying yourself being happy why is that impossible to see in someone that may disagree with you and in uncertain things like at the end of the day like i was saying really if you look at every single kind of system of uh, ideal that someone has and you were to ask them a series of questions like, okay, I, let's see what I think that like, do you like this type of music? Do you, uh, what's your favorite color? What sports team do you like? Just random stuff that has nothing to do with really, that has more to do with that person individually than it does with um, like looking at their only their political stuff, you know, political, I mean, your policy doesn't drive your entire life. That's just, we've, we've seen that now. I mean, we're, 
Yeah. It's just, and so we've set the stakes so high. I'm like, like you said, I have these specific views. I hate you now. Who the fuck? No, there's so much more to people. And that's the whole thing. Like we don't understand one another is because we just assume that they're this, this, and this because of their, maybe their identity or their, uh, their political affiliation alone. We just weigh these things as one thing, as one defining characteristic of one person. And it, and then it's like, it's so small minded when you look at it like that. And it's such a shame that we've, we've disconnected ourselves in a way that is so polarizing as well. We uh, we're missing out on the good old fun that is like being American or being uh, a human being just in it with enough people in this world that you could have a lot of cool friends, maybe stuff like that. It's like no. the weight on, it's just, you know, taking the weight off this, this, policy stuff you know i agree have you have you watched the social dilemma on netflix yes i have i loved it i i watched it uh the other night with uh two of my roommates Mm -hmm. and to kind of sit back and like i mean i've never had facebook or twitter i i've kind of like i i'm not a huge fan of you know social media as a whole um but like to hear what they really had to say and like kind of the driving force, like when they were talking about like how that's just led to such radical ideas, you know, it's like, that's, that's, what's crazy. You know, it's like, it's just become so accessible for people to push such radical ideas. And it's, it's kind of a shame in a way that, you know, anybody listening, if you haven't seen Social Dilemma on, on Netflix, go out, go out there and g- give it a watch because I, I think it's, you know, I, I think maybe, maybe some things they say, you know, it's a little out there. But as a whole, I think it's a very good documentary to put in, like, to perspective on what it's really done to, like, society as a whole and, you know. I think it makes a lot of sense when, you know, uh-huh. we're sitting here talking about politics and, you know, kind of the extremes. Like I, I think when they're bringing up those points, it, it does make a lot of sense. Where yeah. it's, and you, you, you just got to hear what you want to hear. And I, yeah. that, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. You, you got to hear both sides. Mm-hmm. Right? You're doing, you're doing no, no service to yourself. You're yeah. You're just getting dumber and smaller minded. But exactly to your to your point of like the reality of the situation with what social media has done it's um first off i mean i loved it i thought it was such a cool uh thing to do and so true in such a way that i hadn't expected that's why i liked it i I think i hated it because it was such a real thing it it i have twitter i have facebook i don't use facebook but I have, I look on Twitter a good amount and I have Instagram and I have Snapchat. And so I have YouTube and all these things that um, you look at and they, they're built to consume your time in a way that, and so that's all, what they're going to do is tap into the human psychology to find the things that you enjoy the most. And so that's going to look at your, uh, maybe your political stuff, your, what sports you like, what type of, um, you know, it's social influence, social media influencer you may like, what type of uh, companies you like, whatever, and they're going to start showing you more and more of the same stuff. And so when you start look, reading into like the same ideologies, maybe like you're starting to start seeing those videos of the same stuff, maybe on, on, on YouTube or on Instagram, like you're just going to be presented with the same thing. And that's 
the worst thing that could have happened to someone is just being dangerous. Being it's very, very, very dangerous. dangerous. It's a confirmation bias and it's an echo. Yeah, it is. I it think is. this, it, it comes back right at me and I'll see more of it. It's a goddamn rabbit hole, man. It's a goddamn yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah, it really is. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad though that they did that. I think that's a huge like wake up call. I mean, when they showed the suicide rate for those teenage girls and then below, it's absurd. Holy it's absurd. Shit. It's fucking absurd. It's fucking absurd. That was like a, that. Actually, I had to pause and process. Like the percentage numbers is insane. It's like hundred sixty percent. Like hundred something. Yeah. That that is that is fucking it's absurd. Nuts. That's nuts on basically the existence of. Uh, social media and social like media. Yeah, it's 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 Holy crazy. It's crazy. Shit. It's terrible. But it's also it's something that like has these trade offs. I mean when you think of think of almost anything in life, there's a trade off. There's gonna be good things, there's gonna be bad things. There's never existed something that's entirely perfect and only good for you. Checks water, and balances. Checks yes, and balances. exactly. You can drink too I've always said this. I you can drink too much water and die. That's drowning. That's a thing. It can kill you. You can inhale too much and hold for too long trying to take in the air and you die. Like there's things that even the most basic level can kill you. And because even though they're good for you. And so it's the same thing with social media. I mean, we, there's, there's a, a certain amount of usage and investment of time that can, that should be reasonable as is with everything. You don't want to meditate for six hours a day. You don't want to be working out for four hours or for four hours straight every single day. Maybe you can, maybe seven hours to say that that's nuts. Seven hours a day. Like that's more than a quarter of the day right there. That's nuts. So stuff like that. It's the same thing with social media. And a lot of people, I mean, I used to do it. That was the wake up call is like, we just sit there sometimes when we're not doing anything and not being contemplative of our thoughts and aware of our, and just kind of away from our thoughts. We go on our phones and we just start fucking stimulate, stimulus, stimulus, stimulus all the time. So like, what am I, what am I really watching right now? What, what I'm watching. Like, what does it know, matter? Some, some, some fucker making eggs. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, what, what am I watching? Like, why, why am I doing this? Yes. It's like, I don't know, but like, maybe I kind of like it, but why do I like it? I don't know. Like, yeah. it's just like, it, it, it keeps you going. But like at the end of the day, it's like, it's all, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. None of it. Who cares? Who, yeah, exactly. who cares that who does, you care? Want, who does who, care? Like, and also, and even if it, let's say, we'll just say, take away who, why do you care? Why does it at the end of the day matter that you've met, for example, you're not going on a run or you're not reading a book. You're going to just sit on Instagram, explore and just watch. Like what I do is I watch soccer videos. I watch videos I've seen before on Instagram just with like, and I'll watch them like five times and shit. Yes. I watched it 10 times, like three days ago. Yeah, like, exactly. what, what am I doing? Like, like, like what, what are we doing here? How did they Wait, do but, that? How did they we access do it. that? But we do it, but, but we, we do, do it. it. Yeah. It's the like, question is, is how do we get away from it in a way? Because that's addicting as fuck. There's nothing it you is. can do about it's, that. It's an addiction. I, I think our generation is a hundred percent addicted to that stuff. And how do you get away from it though? Like it's, real it's life hard. isn't it, addicting. If you think about it, I mean, no, there isn't anything truly that addictive about life outside of our phones, outside of what technology has created, but it's also fucking made it so complicated. I mean, think about the, the amount of different things that, for example, you may not be able to say or be able to talk about because they might, they might portray a part of you that is not as, uh, like acceptable or prominent or acceptable. Like a vice, a vice ammo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they, um, but it's, it's the fact that we've managed to kind of lost my train of thought. 
but the fact that we've managed to like really um, be so invested in this format that is social media, like, and making decisions based on, on of people based on their social media stuff. Yeah, like colleges decide, look at your Instagram or Facebook. And it's like, what are you going to get out of that? Fuck. <laughs> this is a, 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 like a millisecond of each picture, basically, of one part of this person's life. When you talk to them, you're going to get something out of that. It's like one of, one of my uh, good friends uh, who was in my fraternity, he uh, graduated last year. But he made a video when he was nine years old on YouTube. What? It, it was it was a, uh, you know, the movie Saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so him and his brother. He was nine. His brother was like, maybe twelve, and and they they just made a funny YouTube video. I don't know. It 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 ended up getting like a couple thousand views. Like, really? it, like it. But uh, it was like pretty gory or whatever. But he uh, just started working for, uh, I believe, either a bank or like investment firm. Okay. But he had he they made him delete it. <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, when I heard it, I was like, my man Zeno made this video when he was nine. 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 Nine years old. What? Yet they're, they're, they're sitting there like, yo, this has got to go from YouTube. It's like. That is that is like such an absurd thing. Uh, I I think we've come to. It's like, how are how are you getting like put put something on you make when you're nine years old, like as, as like a funny joke? And you're being told to like, take it down. That's yeah. what he's probably 23, 20, 22, 23? 22, 23. Yeah. Okay, it's like fourteen years ago. Yeah, it's Dude, just like he hadn't lived a decade yet. He didn't even live ten. Yeah. Years. Literally, it's like, dude. Are you kidding like, me? What? <laughs> I don't like, know anything when I was like five. I don't even remember much of when I was nine. I mean, I remember stuff, moments, but like at the end of the day, you don't. What? That is shocking. I mean, that's the one. That's like, that's a crazy one, actually. I mean, imagine if he was like in his 40s and he's changed jobs and then finally someone yeah. found it. That's yeah, even it's worse. Like, like, what? That's stupid. That's a stupider decision. But I, yeah. I, that's ridiculous. 13, 12, 14 years later. Yeah, it's year. like, come on, come on. Oh, that's but, so I mean, I guess that's that's where we've become, and uh, that's just the reality of it. But Yeah, it comes with all this, this stress. It comes with all this tense um, kind of focus on your, on your social media personality, on your internet personality, on your footprint. It's like it's crazy. Jesus. It's crazy. Um, but... Yeah, man. I don't want to end on a sad note, but that was a good. I think no, that was dude, very interesting. This is this is awesome. Yeah, this is a lot I love of fun. It. I, I I want to come back. I want to come back. Yeah. Oh my God, you're gonna be back on. Especially when I'm back home, it's gonna be it's gonna be much easier. So. Yes, yeah, that would no. be a good time. When, when are you back? When are you back? So I finish right before Thanksgiving, probably on like a Sunday, okay. the Sunday before, and and then I'm going. My I think what we're trying to do is get my family to come out here. They're gonna see the ranch some, and then we're gonna try to go. Uh, to either Yellowstone or Grant- what, some of the national parks, basically. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, that's yeah, awesome. I mean, they're in the state, so. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be back home probably early December, basically. So, or late November. Is Let's, kind go. Of the thing. Let's go. Let's we'll, so, we'll, go. We'll, we'll get after it. Yes, we'll get after yes. It. We'll, get, we'll have a good time. Um, 
So yeah, thanks for coming on, man. And thank you for having me. This is yes. awesome. You know, like I, I, I love this. I love this. I love yeah. this. This, yeah. this is this is what we need in some times like this. Just yes. Good, like, good, through like through, good um, conversation. Good conversation. <laughs> yeah. good no, conversation. great conversation. Good conversation. So I'm a great conversation. Really, I mean, I think we got a lot covered, and I think we 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 learned some. You know, I mean, I just started. We, oh, I learned yeah. some. Learn more every day. Um, That's what we need. That's what yes, we need. Sir. All right. So thanks, bud. Thank you. Thank you.